I like to keep you on your toes, Nazielinski. Constant anxiety does wonders for the complexion. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Why did we go opposite here? The what I thought we would do, because I my quote was, if Jinya could make her someone new on the outside, maybe Nina's heart would oblige and beat with a new rhythm, too. Well, son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> See, I went with the, um, I have anxiety, we're going to make a joke out of this. Because if I think too much about the quote that Jordy just read, <laughs> I will cry. Yeah, that's where we're at. And I will, I, I mean, I should go to therapy. Therapy's good. We fully endorse therapy. Yeah, I just, we don't go. No. Should we? Yeah. Simultaneous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And it has been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Since we have recorded and posted. We do apologize. Yes. But um, we got back into the swing of things at work. I was gone for a week. Jordy was gone for a week. Mm-hmm. I took my LSAT. It's been. It's been so much. It's been a time. It's been like, oh, I can do Sunday. What are you doing Sunday? Oh, I'm in Tulsa. How about next Sunday? Can you do next Sunday? No, I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta. Oh, okay. How about the Sunday after that? Oh, I'm taking a test. Okay. How about the Sunday after that? Oh, I have to work. And now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing our best. Y'all, it was like in a span of over three weeks, I saw Jordy one day. Not in shame. And it was like not even a full day of no, work. No, it, it wasn't. It was like two hours. And did we communicate through text, Instagram, TikTok? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not. It was it was strange. So thank you for having grace mm-hmm. um, and patience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I mean, I think I'm glad we took a little hiatus after the last book and not like in between, like yeah. in a book. Because that now. That was a good place. Yeah. Now we are going over. King of Scars mm-hmm. by Lee Bardugo. Um, and last time we finished off Crooked Kingdom, different book, um, but uh, my heart, mi corazón. When you said different book, it reminded me of this, I think it was a Tumblr post going around. It's like, how are, what are ways to respond to how's your day that aren't like positive, but also aren't like soul crushingly negative? And somebody said, same, <laughs> new day, same soup. <laughs> see my go-to is always eh, could be worse yeah and sometimes people are like uh, uh, oh are people you say, okay how's it going i go it's going we be living in a society we do be living in a society and sometimes i'm like mm, could be worse and then they're like yeah it could it could also be better though sometimes they're like oh ha 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 are you okay mm-hmm and i say Ha, 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 bye. <laughs> the thing I've been doing recently is when I ask people, how are you? And they say, good. I go, how are you really? And two times people have started crying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I need to stop doing that. Not every time. Yeah. I'm, I'm striking a balance here. We're here. So anyway, we're going to start uh, going over the first five chapters. Mm-hmm. And this book is called King of Scars because it's about <laughs> we're blushing. We're oh my blushing. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's about Nikolai. <laughs> you know, I do love with the two quotes we picked mm-hmm. because this book is kind of split in perspective mm-hmm. and jumps between two stories. And so we have quotes from Nikolai's storyline and we have quotes from 
Nina's storyline. Which we'll get into how we feel about certain aspects I wrote, of it. I wrote we'll, a lot in the margins for this one. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, but we just love Nikolai. I love Nikolai. I loved him before. Now that he's damaged, I love him even more. Oh, he's so hot. I love a damaged, damaged king. Oh. <laughs> Literally a damaged king, though. <laughs> like Literally. Literally. And he's also a feminist. We love Nikolai. Slay. Oh. And he has a six-pack. Okay, I thought he has an eight pack. I thought of a TikTok we could film, mm-hmm. and you know the TikTok audio is like I um I pay attention to things most people ignore or something mm-hmm. like that, and it could be you and me and mm-hmm. me not realizing that the scene in bones has anything to do with the plot, and you you yeah. realize I, I was like oh oh my gosh it's the sickness in him. <laughs> And I said, what? <laughs> and him said, abs. And I said, "What? wait, what happened? He worked so hard for those two seconds of half nudity. And we appreciate it so much. And Your I work noticed. is seen. Your work is appreciated. It's applauded, even. Yeah. <laughs> so, is, okay, also, I should mention before we start. <laughs> we have a lot of ground to cover, but... We did take a hiatus. <laughs> we have to cover some things. We so we we took a little, uh like before we recorded this. We usually do a drunken disorderly debrief at the end, but because it's been th- like literally so almost a long. month since Jordy and I have like had a discussion in person. Mm-hmm. I got some outside some, of a work context. Yeah, I got some Trader Joe's Seco, not Pro Seco, just Seco, <laughs> and uh, it's Apprentice Seco. <laughs> It's minor league Seco. It's not pro yet. It's a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Please, pro Seco was my father. <laughs> Call me Seco. <laughs> About to go Seco mode. <laughs> you just went boom, boom. boom. <laughs> they just kept coming. came in with the ringers. Ugh. So if we're a little more giggly than usual, we're not sorry. We're having fun. <laughs> we're, so if we're a little more giggly than usual, you're welcome. Yeah, like. It's been, again, it's been three weeks since we've had, like... <laughs> it's been three it's weeks been since we read this book. Oh. Without, Without you, my friend. <laughs> and I'll tell you all about it when <laughs> I see you again. And that is exactly what we did before No, recording. honestly, we had a big debrief. We had, yeah, we had, we had a lot to debrief about. Anyway. We did. But back to fiction where things are not... Less complicated, but not happening to us directly. <laughs> I would argue more complicated. Yes. But we can appreciate from afar. Yes. We have an outside perspective on it. So as Lee Bardugo does, she starts the first chapter in someone else's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so chapter one is in Dima's point of view. And we're like, who's Dima? Dima. That's crazy. Um, but I love that she does this. especially. No, me too. I think especially if you know the world, because if mm-hmm. you don't know the world, you're like, oh, what's happening? Yes. And I, I have told so many people to read Six of Crows because yes. it's my favorite. It's so good. And I'm like, the first chapter can be kind of confusing, but it builds the world and it'll make yes. a lot more stick sense. It, stick with it. And I think it does such a great job of building the characters and the world that they're in without mm-hmm. explicitly stating like characters yeah. opinions and giving a biased exactly. point of view in the first chapter yes like i like it it's like the inciting thing is always from an outside perspective mm-hmm. so we can see what it it looks like to that's what it's everyone called. like it's yes. cool 
So Dima, he's a little kid. Um, he's a little kid, um, and he is in his home and hears the barn door slamming um, because there's a storm going on outside. And you're like, wow, Ooh. but not like a, a rainstorm, just a, a wind. Just like wind. Storm. It's just windy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it is noted that he's the youngest of six boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of like the surprise baby. Which we love. Um, well, his brothers don't, but his, his parents <laughs> do. Um, and, uh, because he's the youngest and like, it, it's, mm-hmm. implied that he's quite a bit younger. So he is left out, um, and treated like the baby, uh, that he, uh, he knows that he, he, he can hear the barn doors opening and closing and he knows he's going to have to be the one to go close them because it's his job. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of scared because it is, it's dark. It's a, it's dark and stormy outside. And he's a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an adult and I get scared when I'm down here. I make my husband turn off all the lights downstairs and let me go upstairs first. Yeah, that's valid. Because if I'm down here and I turn the lights off and then I go upstairs, I run upstairs. When I leave here and go back to my apartment, and uh like i park in my garage and go to my mm-hmm. front door and i'm like mm, i'm glad there's light no it's scary it is scary and we're, we, we're not even on a farm farms are scary well i'm next to a ranch that's and we're next to a cemetery oh. <laughs> farms are scary we're not on a farm i'm next to a big empty field we're i'm next in, to a cemetery I always forget about the cemetery that I can see from my windows. If like if you opened your window right now, I bet I, we could I, we see could a ghost see. walking across. Don't the say that. I thought you were gonna see say see tombstones, not see a ghost. It's spooky season. It's spooky season. That's true. It's time the, for them to slay. The the ghost is what messed up our garbage disposal. <laughs> Lord. He said, I'm tired of these people living in my in my asset. <laughs> he said they've been here for too dang long. <laughs> Gonna mess up your electricity. Rip. Um, but anyway, he was the one who has to go out and take care of things because mm-hmm. he's little. Um, and uh, his brother actually brings up the fact because they're they're all in the kitchen and and Dima was washing dishes, and his brother's like, "Do you guys hear that?" And Dima's like, "I don't hear anything." And then mm-hmm. the wind kind of stops for a second, and um, they can hear the door clearly like close, and um. They're, they are like, oh, well, it um, it was Dima's job to close it, so he has to go close it. Mm-hmm. But unless he doesn't want to, it is dark and scary outside, but Dima mm-hmm. knows that it's a test. He's like, no, I'll do it. I'll so do he it. starts to walk out there, um, and he is thinking, like, I, I closed the door. Like, I remember specifically that mm-hmm. I closed the door. Um, and so he goes outside and... Um, in the first few pages, it, it like, brings up, um, uh, <laughs> Jordy's... It's like we're there. Because <laughs> they have a farm dog they who's do. whining at the door yeah. to get in. Yeah, Jordy's dog, Domino, just wants to be part of the podcast. He's to talk providing ambiance. He wants to talk about Nikolai, and I get it. That's fair. Um, and, uh, so there, there's, like, mention of, of saints and, and religious, like, like relics, his, his kinda, family is yeah. kind of has kind of like that farm wisdom folklore that you associate with more rustic places. Like they leave a little bo- like a little glass of vase of vodka mm-hmm. on the stove for the ghosts and like stuff like that. Like it, it's setting up that sense of like mysticism. Yeah. Um, and uh, then 
as he's walking out there, he kind of kind of thinks back to like some conversations he's had with his parents, and and there's mention of the king, um, and the mom is worried that they're headed towards another civil war, um, and the dad is like, oh, but no, we love King Nikolai because he has done good for the people, and they're fed and they make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we stand, uh, stan. and also his dad is like Nikolai's a war hero. Like we have to um, respect him. And Dima notes mm-hmm. that he's always reminded to keep the king in his prayers, Aww. which is really sweet. Um, and so as he's going outside, he's like having a lot of like nerves and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then he realizes, oh. I don't hear my dog barking anymore. And he starts to call oh, for the dog. I like know a that's horror movie. Yeah. That's where I was like, oh. um, and then he sees eyes looking back at him and he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, Monia, which is the dog's name. Aww. And he calls the dog to come to him. And she just like, is not moving. She's, she's freaked. Yeah. She's very startled. And she's, she's like, spooked. huh? And then Dima looks at the barn and the piece of wood that held the doors closed was shattered. <gasps> And he's like, hmm, maybe I should go get some help. But then it's like, no, I don't want to do that and have it be nothing and have everyone think that I'm a scaredy cat. And this is the power older siblings have. Mm-hmm. We say that we're both older I siblings. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I would do this. Well, like, I, I'm a twin, so but it doesn't quite work. Twin. Yeah, by a minute. But, like, it wouldn't quite work the same as, like, you tricking your younger brother who's how many five six, six? six years okay younger. i was gonna say six but yeah. i thought that might be too much i was correct though no you were correct um and so he goes over to the barn and he goes inside and with the wind the door shut <gasps> which is terrifying um and so he can still hear the storm outside but everything else is quiet and then all of a sudden he smells blood um and he's thinking okay i should probably go back and then um he sees something move out of the corner of his eye and it's he describes it it's it well he doesn't describe it it's described a shadow that's mm-hmm. sliding across the barn Yikes. um and uh Dima kind of takes a step back and he he notes that the shadow looks like it could have could be a person mm-hmm. but it has wings and black fangs and it looks like it might have been wearing clothes but yeah it's like subhuman it's, it's terrifying was it, yeah. Like, yeah yeah um and so dima kind of cries a little bit because the shadow is getting closer to him oh and then it also has like dark veins going up mm-hmm. um because we know what it is i'm like hot mm-hmm. uh- <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile this little boy is literally pissing himself in fear yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Like, like, the monster is, like, glutting itself on the farm animals. <laughs> and we're like, slay. We're like, you come here often. Oh, wow. wow. Squirrel's hair. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Who left the barn unlocked? Wow, that's, like, really crazy. That What's I... really sad is, like, he does try to cry out for his dad, but it's oh, just, yeah. like, a whisper. He's like, Papa. Yeah, that's really sad. But when he <laughs> said... <laughs> I meant that seriously. Yeah, that's really sad. Anyway. I'm sorry. No, I meant that seriously because I was going to say mm-hmm. after Dima says Papa, because he's so scared, um, the thing, as it's described, mm-hmm. pauses because it almost recognizes the word. Um, and then it looks at Dima and starts to go towards him. With like this demonic um, glee. Yeah. 
Uh, and then as the monster like lunges at Dima, the barn doors blow open and the thing is hurled towards the back wall, hits it and falls. And a figure comes into the barn in just a regular coat um, and mm-hmm. a, quote, strange wind, wind lifts her long black hair at Zoya. A queen. Slay. A queen. Um, and Dima's like, oh, my gosh, she's too beautiful to be To anyone. be real. Yeah, she has to be a saint. Like, this can't be real, which... I would love to Pop be described off. just like as so beautiful you can't be real. I know if I walked in somewhere and someone thought they died because I was so beautiful. Yeah. What more could you want? Hmm. Maybe happiness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Dima kind of like is like, wait, be careful. But she goes, he knows that she goes straight towards the monster um, basically slaps it into handcuffs. Yeah, but um, he also knows that she has to be a warrior saint like Sancta Juris or Sancta Alina of the Fold. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, but when I read this, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. mm, Lee Bardugo, Your Lee mind. Bardugo. Your mind. Um, and so she literally, she's like, yeah, whatever, and puts the monster in, <laughs> in handcuffs, and it's like, all right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's Tuesday. literally (laughs) um and the monster is like kind of pulling and she's like no we're not dealing with this and like Mm -hmm. uses her powers to like blow it back (laughs) and is like no (laughs) you can't fly away yes um and then Dima's like oh she's a grisha um and as she's leaving zoya tosses Dima a silver coin is Mm -hmm. like don't tell anyone about this um and this will help cover the damages um, and poor Dima's crying. And so mm-hmm. she tosses him another one. She's like, this one's for you, but don't tell your brothers. Um, That's the sweetest thing she could have done for him. Yeah. And so Zoya leaves with the monster and Dima can't even help but follow her. Yeah. He's um, just like compelled to see it through. Yeah. I mean, he even, uh, the book even says, quote, he was desperate for one last look at the Grisha and her monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and the there's a coach waiting for them. And he's like, I have to be dreaming. This can't be real. Like, I have mm-hmm. to be hallucinating this because as the creature gets in the carriage, um, the coachman says, quote, watch your head, your highness. Ugh, pop off my leash. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and that is the end Ugh. of chapter one. So good. And chapter two is in Zoya's point of view. Which we haven't seen before. Oh, that's right. This <gasps> is our first time in Zoya's head. Oh. It's lovely. I hadn't realized that. Um, because I, I remember when I was reading this book and I flipped in the point to Zoya, I said, "Huh, wow, Oomst. Um, and uh, it immediately goes c- kind of live to where we were in the last chapter, <laughs> just in her point of view. We pick up live from the scene, <laughs> live in the carriage. We have Zoya <laughs> and Nikolai. Nikolai, <laughs> the, the murder of several geese, <laughs> potentially a pony, potentially a pony." <laughs> Live in the carriage after the murder of a several geese and potentially a pony, we have Zoya and Nikolai. <laughs> we go now to our reporter on the scene. It's Dima just like shaking. <laughs> Poor child. That that's gonna have to go to therapy. Honestly, honestly. Um, and so Zoya um, is trying to like shield her nose from the smell of the blood um, and kind of like grossness yeah. that 
is Nikolai at this point. Yeah, he's nasty right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's thinking, oh my gosh, I had to go freaking looking for him in the country, in the middle of the night, in this like musty ass carriage. And I have to do it in this ugly coat. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? kidding? Um, And so she takes the coat off and she has her captain. She's like, okay, this is a little bit better, but like. But it's still like (sighs) the indignity of it. Yeah. And so we learned that they're in Yvette's or Yvette. I don't know how we want to pronounce it. I think Yvette's is fine. Um, And so they're 10 miles outside of Yvette's, which is the town that they were visiting and 100 miles from Osalta, the capital of Ravka. and uh, she's just hoping that no one saw Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's thinking if they were at home, this never would have happened because they take enough precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're like, oh, my gosh, what does that mean? Like, what does that this mean? This isn't the first time? Yeah. Um, and next to her, the king of Ravka, a.k.a. Nikolai, <laughs> is, like, gnashing He's his like, teeth. <laughs> like, throwing a baby fit just as a monster. Yes. He's like, Wah! yeah, <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Will I, mean, I say it again? <laughs> no. But And so Zoe is kind of like on the other side of the carriage. Like, OK, it's so funny. She's just like a scooted as far. I can just imagine her not even frightened, but just pushed against the side of the carriage. Like she's scowling like, with grow distaste. up, you little baby monster. Literally, she's mm-hmm. like, please get a hold of yourself. Yeah. And she notes that part of her wanted to ask Tolly and Tamar if they would come with her inside the carriage, but she's like, the less people who see him like this, the better. So we kind of learn that she's really the only person who has fully seen him in this state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, Tolly and Tamar might have helped, like, find him every once in a while, but she's the only one who has fully seen him like yeah. this. Um, and... Uh, I noticed this when I was reading it again for the second for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like listening to the wind outside, and she notes that the wind does what she wants it to, mm-hmm. um, and it's not her servant, but it's her ally. And mm-hmm. so she created this windstorm um, to potentially slow down Nikolai and also to kind of drown out whatever potential sounds he could make. And so she used her powers to detect where he disrupted the wind when he flew, and that's how she found him. Ugh. So um, cool. Which is great. And so a mile later, um, the the screaming. <laughs> the the wall-eyed fit. It's like, he's like, <clears throat> did you bring me a shirt? Because <laughs> he has language again. I would not have. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Can oh you imagine? Uh, wow, I guess you just have so to sorry. be shirtless this whole time. But Zoya gave him a shirt and a coat. She is a saint that are that. Yeah, that are just, like, perfectly rumpled to have, like, been out mm-hmm. for a night on the town. Um, and Nikolai holds up his wrists, and she's the only one with a key. She has the key around her neck, and she unlocks mm. him. Um, and we learned mm. that the Civil War, so the events in Shadow and Bone were mm-hmm. um oh actually the last book we did was rune and rising not crooked kingdom yeah whoops um i forgot about that so the the events in rune and rising happened three years ago um and since then nikolai often wore gloves to cover up the scars on his hands um he's not oh. kaz um <laughs> but he still wears gloves do we think maybe lee bardugo likes to wear gloves i feel like a lot of her characters wear gloves mm. so that might if she doesn't like to wear gloves maybe she likes to write characters who write gloves. We all I know like that it. I don't like my hands touching true. things, so maybe I should wear gloves. Maybe. I like it because, like, thematically, characters who wear gloves have secrets and are Ooh. hiding parts of themselves. And, like, the this, this characters we've seen wearing gloves 
fit that brief. Yeah. So I, I have like no it. secrets. I am unfortunately I am, an open book. I and... think I'm so deep and dark and mysterious. And I am actually like a toddler wearing squeaky ducky shoes. Literally. Anytime like. any anytime anything happens, literally, I'm like, Jordan, guess no, what? No, something will happen to me and I'm like, I'm not gonna tell anybody. <laughs> and then the next week I'm like, everybody knows. And then it's no, like not sends me a voice but. memo. <laughs> I have loved the TikToks recently. It's like when my best friend sends me a three-minute voice yeah. memo and I do chores while I'm listening to it. Like it's my own personal podcast. It's super fun when we're traveling too. Because that's all. Like, like that's all you have the time for. And it's I love like the the asides because we'll be like, and then oh my god, are you gonna turn or not? Yeah. God. Literally, anyway. Just... <laughs> like, it's so fun. It's so funny. Um. But I like that Zoya is like yeah. she thinks that she he shouldn't cover his scars mm-hmm. because she's very much. Well, we'll get more into this later, but she's very much like what you see is what you get. Yeah, she's like you. He should pub- not publicize, but own the torture. Yeah, lean into it that he endured at the hands of the Darkling, and show that like he's stronger for mm-hmm. it as part, especially as a um, nobleman. Um, and so she unlocks the, the chains, and um, she also is like thinking, I, I feel like the scars, Nikolai's scars, have gotten darker, um, which like not great. And so he uses his, like, ripped shirt that he mm-hmm. took off to, like, clean himself off a little bit. And she knows that he's shaking. And then he asks where she found him. Um, and she's like, I found you at a goose farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, do we know what I killed? And they neither of them say it, but they're both thinking, like, or, or who? who? And they're like, mm, maybe some geese, maybe a pony. If anything else, we'll find out tomorrow, mm-hmm. really. Um and Zoya asks him if he remembers anything. He's like, I really only remember flashes of it. And so we learned that the monster came back six months earlier mm. when Nikolai had just woken up in a field 30 miles outside of Ozelta, which that is crazy. That is nuts. So he's had two and a half years of peace. Yeah. That is, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. To think that the fight is finally over and you're finally done and then you wake up in a field like a freaking werewolf. With, like, no idea where you've been or what you've done, and you're covered in blood and bruises. And because you turn into a demon, you have no clothes. You're just like, oh. You're just like, (laughs) it's like the hangover, but in the worst possible way. I was going to say, it's like uh, Jacob from Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) No, because at least he remembers stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, And uh, she... um, remembers that when the next morning when they found him that he told the rest of the triumvirate that um well i guess a, a sleepwalk mm-hmm. um but everyone was really confused because Tolly and tamar were his guards outside and they're like they're not gonna let no, him slip not by that that's happen. not happening um and so they had new locks placed on his on his doors um and uh then the next like like about a month later yeah then now they're here and they're in this town because they heard of semi miracles happening. There's yeah. like different, there's different happenings on in Ravka yeah. that are aligning with his monster returning. Yes. It's like he's had a two and a half years of peace mm-hmm. of thinking that the fight is over. And now all of a sudden there are some strange things popping up all over and these coincide with like What's essentially a, um, the word is, why does this happen every single time? A relapse mm. of his 
like possession by the darkling and it's like hmm that's concerning yeah um and then a month later uh tolia had heard the window in nikolai's room breaking and went in just in time to see nikolai jumping from the window um not to kill himself because he has wings so he (laughs) flew away oh no this is so bad i was like I'll fly away. Oh, oh no! I'll fly away. Oh my gosh! <coughs> it's really bad. Tell me you went to a Christian school. Without, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. Yeah. And he's like on his way to kill goats. <laughs> it's really sad. Um. But <laughs> we learned that they've been like. They've been treating it like a chronic illness, you know, like locking him up and Jinya has a tonic for him that kind of makes him, it slows him down. It makes him kind of like, it puts him in a stupor, but he can sleep and he doesn't change. Mm -hmm. And so we learn that only Tolia, Tamar, and the Triumvirate know what's happening, but only Zoya has seen him. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Zoya didn't think that it was a good idea for them to travel around Ravka, but Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I have to. The people have to see me. They have to know. Um, And uh, she's like, it's such a pain because things just are easier when they go my way. Yeah. Or slay. Pretty much, honestly. (laughs) Um, And so uh, this is where the quote that I read comes from. Constant anxiety does wonders for the complexion because she's worried about them Mm -hmm. traveling and he's like complimenting her. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then they hear a whistle outside, which is like the... Like the signal. A signal that they're going over the bridge. And um, so there was the a trade summit in Yvette's, um that had um, people from Kerch and Novizium mm-hmm. that are going to help with negotiations with Rabka. And so they had to go. And that's why Nikolai wanted to go. But also um, there had been an alleged miracle mm-hmm. where people were on this wooden bridge and all of a sudden it gave way. And then a new bridge just sprang up underneath them like magic. Mm-hmm. Um and Zoya was like, mm, I don't believe it. But they, when they came to Yvette's and saw the bridge, it was made of bone. Like a spine. It's described as like a spine. Like a spine. That's so gross. I know. I was like, oh, that's I've crazy. Been, I've been reading um, the Locked Tomb series that our mm. mutual friend told me to read. Mm. And they're necromancers and they do stuff mm. with skeletons all the time. No. And so this is like, when I first read this, I was like, ew. And now that I've read two of those, I'm like child's play (laughs) but it's so gross like it's just a big old spine um and uh as they're going over it's like like a xylophone (laughs) but as they're going over nicholas like you know what i i know i shouldn't be making judgments Mm -hmm. um but is this safe (laughs) he's like i know i'm probably not the best one to ask this but um and so they don't really know no uh and Zoya refuses to call it a miracle because um, they just really don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. they do know that pilgrims have come and are holding vigil day and night and praying at this bridge. Yep. Um, and so they kind of talk about a few of the other happenings, mm-hmm. like the earthquake in Rivos or Sancta Anastasia, um, weeping tears of blood. Mm. And they're like, what is happening? And Nikolai notes that Zoya thinks it's Grisha using Perem. And she's like, well, how else would... Like, what else would happen? Like, no one else could do this. Um, but they can't really figure it out. They don't really know. There's and no so, answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get to the other side of the bridge, and Nikolai is like, we're going to have to leave the Duke's place today. 
Um, and Jenya, or sorry, Zoya is like, but there's another day left. Like, we have to stay for negotiations. And he's like, no, I need to get back to the Capitol. Um, we need to tell the Tremorant about what happened. And also, I need to um, talk to David. Yeah. About some things. And Zoya's like, well, this is a really good opportunity. A certain Hiram Schenk um, has two daughters who are a marriageable mm-hmm. age who, you know, you could maybe, she, was like, she wasn't going to push it, but she's like, he has two daughters that you could marry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, really? That's why we're here? And she's like, well, he has a lot of money and it would help Ravka. Yeah. Was Hiram Shank in, um, or Shank in Six of, in Crooked Kingdom? He might. Was, wasn't he like, because he's a, sen- a senior member, wasn't yeah. he like the little guy? Like the, I think so. The little, like the yeah. one who was like, <gasps> you did that? Who <laughs> was like shocked by everything? <laughs> And then when um, Ben Eck is like, he's so dumb, my boy's stupid. And they're like, <gasps> and Wyland's like, <laughs> they practically cover Wyland's yeah. ears. Like, no, don't say that in front of him. My boy. <laughs> That's my boy. That's Every time that comes up, anytime I think of it, I think of you saying it in that voice. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. And Robert Pattinson's just laying there. Eyes oh glazed over. Yeah, that's how the council members were acting towards Wylan, except mm-hmm. his own dad was like, This little no. shit. And they're he like, said, his, his own dad you. said, This illiterate little bastard. And they went, <gasps> You know the meme of like, um, I think it's like a woman like carrying someone. Yes. She's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what No, that that's them. I think that is him. Right? I think so. Um, but anyway, Zoya's trying to like marry him off, and he's like, I can't um, Not in marry state. someone in this state. Like, who knows? And she's like, It's practical. It's going to work. Like, that's what this marriage is. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to start a marriage on a lie. King, King. shit. But she's um, like, Aren't all marriages founded on lies? And, and he's like, who hurt you? <laughs> basically. Um, and, uh, but Nikolai also says that he has to get back to the research facility to talk about the Ismarcia. Yeah. Um, which are a ship of his invention that traveled beneath the surface of the water. But it's Hiram, a submarine. Yeah. Um, and not like the, that submarine. It was like two months ago. The one. That, <gasps> oh, yeah. I was like the yellow one that the <laughs> no. Beatles sing about. No, the yeah, one no, this is Titanic. much more worthy yeah. than Ocean Gate yeah. submarine. Um, and uh, um, he has to get back because Hiram mentioned it, and it's mm. supposed to be top secret. Um, and they note that Kurt already has like enough against Ravka, so they need to kind of get it together. To get things going. Yeah. Um, and so uh, as they continue on, um, uh. Nic- they're getting closer to where they're staying and Nikolai like opens his arms <laughs> and is like come here Zoya kiss me um, as a new bride would <sighs> and she's like oh my gosh but they both know that with Zoya mm-hmm. going in locking him in at night and unlocking him in the morning that there's a lot of rumors about their relationship yeah. and they realized it was just kind of easier to play into that um, to cover up mm-hmm. you know when Nikolai gets out and things like that and so uh, Zoya pulls out a flask and, like, kind of puts some whiskey on herself yeah. and gives it to him. And he kind of tosses it. And they both make themselves look a little bit disheveled. Yeah. Um, and uh, she goes, like, kind of leans into his arms. Mm-hmm. And she notes that it was sometimes too easy to do that. Right. It's like, oh, we're so good mm-hmm. at playing this game, at acting this play. 
It's called hmm. acting. <laughs> I was acting. Yeah, sure. Be so for real right now, Zoya. No, honestly. Um, and so uh, when they get there, the the door of the coach flies open, and the guards at like the Duke's house that they're staying at is like, "Oh, your mm-hmm. highness, we didn't know you were gone." Um, he's like, "Yeah, I'm the king. I don't need to ask for permission." Yeah, and they're like. Well, we didn't even realize you left because they were guarding the entire time. <laughs> They're like, we had our eyes on this bridge all night. How'd yeah. you get out? Um, and before they can really ask questions, Zoya's so like, why aren't we moving? Um, and they're like, oh, good night. <laughs> gross mm-hmm. um i know they're so nasty yeah she uses it to her advantage yeah but, but then they're like oh she looks like fun which is disgusting why would you say that in the presence of your king i know like, but zoya what? knows that nikolai like tenses up yeah because he's ready to kill them yeah because they made a comment about her because he's in love with her yes maybe i don't maybe. know maybe we'll find out i don't know unless no <laughs> <laughs> unless um and uh uh, so they wave them through, and Zoya is still in his arms. And she's mm-hmm. like, it would just be too easy to even let myself kind of fall, like, be let herself go in his embrace, mm-hmm. really, and just to go to sleep. Um, and then Nicola's like, well, let's pretend we're an old married couple. She's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, just uh, tell me a lie. And so um, nice. they both kind of joke a little bit back and forth, but there's some truth to what they're saying. Yeah. And then he's like, he, he is sincere and, and is like, tell me it's going to be all right. And she does. Yeah. Um, and uh, <sighs> then they kind of joke because they're like, we, they, they don't know. No. And that's the end of chapter two. So things are, are rough. There's big problems in little Ravka. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are a little rough, you know, like Alina finding out she had powers and then like meeting the darkling. She's like, oh my gosh, he's so like authoritative and hot. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, look at my powers. Oh, Mal doesn't like me. Mm, Actually he does. Oh, Mm -hmm. uh, and Nikolai's over here. Like, like she rejected my marriage proposal. (laughs) My brother died. My dad's a, not good person my mom is also a shitty person also i'm a demon (laughs) no nikolai's literally like i just hope i die with my own face (laughs) also i'm a demon also my country's broke also i might be in love with zoya with my general question mark but i don't I can't talk about those feelings right now because I'm a monster half the time. can't afford to. And she's the one who locks me up and unlocks Uh, me. But Alina had it really hard. Alina's like, check yes or no if you like me on this note. I think this is how love goes. Check (laughs) yes or no. It's a good song. It is a good song. Anyway. And that brings us to chapter three. And it's in Nina's point of view. And you're like, Nina? What? What? I haven't seen you in so long. Well... Or no. I don't even like I I was telling Jordy when I was reading this, I like didn't stop to think about things mm-hmm. because if I did, I was going to cry. Mm-hmm. Because this is only a few months after Matthias time. Yep. I'm gonna throw up. Um <laughs> Don't throw up. But the chapter starts and it's Nina holding a knife mm-hmm. and she's trying to ignore the things that are around her and she doesn't want to look at her victim and you're like, oh my God. Is she killing people? She's gutting a fish. <laughs> um, and uh, she notes that she's been working at um, the cannery in mm-hmm. Elling Harbor for two weeks. And so we learned that she's in Fierda. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you want me to take this chapter? No, it's okay. Okay. I'm just really emotional about Matthias. Yeah. Um. I know. And uh, she notes that this it wasn't a great job, and she was tired of the smell, and she couldn't get the smell of fish mm-hmm. off of her, but. There's not a lot of jobs for unmarried women in Fierda. Mm-hmm. And so right now she's undercover as Mila Yonderstadt. Yon- Duh. Yonderstadt? Mila Yonderstadt. Oh. We need to ask our friend who's fluent in German. Maybe she can pronounce it. Yes, because we didn't know this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she's going to read the books. So mm. Mm, potentially. Um, when she listens to this episode, she's going to be like, oh my gosh. That's <laughs> it me. me. Uh, so Mila Yonderstadt. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Ufta. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Not at the cheese factory, unfortunately. <laughs> Not at the cheese factory? No. Ufta always makes me think of Wisconsin. It makes me think of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, but she's working at a, at a fish cannery. Like, mm-hmm. not cheese. No. Okay. <laughs> Oofta. It just, it We've said brain. it before and we'll say it again. Nothing good comes out of Wisconsin besides cheese. That's a fact. Mm. Um, and so she notes that like the work is hard, but it's a good place um, to uh, get their local contact, to get messages to her local contacts. So she's undercover for Ravka. Mm-hmm. Um, and here she's able to get her messages to different people. And she has a good view of the guards that are patrolling the harbor. Mm-hmm. And so these, uh, the guards that are patrolling the harbor are called Kalfisk. Um, which is the feared mm-hmm. word for squid, because uh, they just <laughs> are in everything. Because they can't mind their business. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be really good call fisk. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> tea. I'm all about the tea Still. all the time. Um, and uh, um, Nina notes that she's working beside two women. One's a widow and one's a spinster. And they're, like, talking about different things. And they bring up Captain... It's spelled B R R G R R. I literally was reading this earlier and I was like, mmm, burger. And bagel. Bagel. I'd like a cheese bagel. My cheese bagel. My lovely cheese bagel. It's a veggie tail slaps, y'all. It does. No matter what. But yeah, I guess burger. I mean, we got to say it like it's burger. And he is like the captain of the Kalfisk and takes how bribes. A burger in charge of squid. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> um, but uh, they're literally, I wrote tea because they're just kind of gossiping about no, they different are. happenings. They're like, I saw Goody Proctor dancing with the devil. <laughs> um, well, they saw Captain Burger dancing with the devil um, because apparently he has a new mistress. Captain Burger, you and dog. And so they're like talking about that. And then another one of the other women says that more men from, I want to, I really want to pronounce this, Gavaya. Oh, I can see that. I, I <laughs> Because that's don't. my last name. But yes. that's not it. I think it's Gothvale. Yeah. I don't know. Gothvale? Because I, I want to say Gothvale, but I don't think that's it. But here's the thing. I'm very passionate about the correct pronunciation of I my last name. I know you are. I know you are. So I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I feel like we need to maybe message Lee Bardugo and be like, how hey, do you can we please this? get some guidance? But uh, also, more I'm... men from G Town. Yeah. No, but that sounds kind of sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, maybe Gaffville. Gaffville. I'm I know it's an A, but maybe that'll Gaff, make it easier. Gaff. I'm just trying to think because, like, my last name is Spanish, so it's going to be pronounced differently. Yes. But, like, also I feel like the Nordic 
pronunciation of things could be it could be different like it could the, be different or it could be similar that's exactly thing. exactly it's like the double l could be a oh y. maybe it's a j oh gafvajie i don't know no that's not it i don't know Gaf-va- i don't know it's probably like oh that's gayful what you talking about <laughs> like i have no idea it's just because like part of it is i There's this is difficult for me just because over of, yeah it. yeah there's more men Gaffville. from that place. Yeah, there's people from Gaffville. I don't like that either. I don't either. Gaffville? Yeah. Gaffville. We'll just Gaffville go with that. Gaffville feels best because that feels Nordic. Yeah. Um, so there's more people from Gaffville because the river has gone bad up by mm. the old fort. Um, <laughs> Makes me think of 101 Dalmatians, like, at the old DeVille place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Nina notes that the place Goff Gaffval Goffval 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 Goffval. There it is. Because with the two, the dot. Yeah. What is it called? The um, I knew you were gonna ask because I was thinking and I couldn't remember. You have a poetry minor. You should I know. know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't you have to know. Um, um, what is it called? I can't think of it's it. It's not a tilde because that's yeah. the squiggly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's gonna bother me. I'll look it up later. Okay. Goffval. Um, and Nina notes that that's one of the river cities, and she's never mm. been there, and hadn't even heard of it until she came to Fierda with Adric and Leone <laughs> two months ago on King Nikolai's orders. Love it. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, but she also notes that it doesn't even sound like a town. She's having the same struggle <laughs> no, that we no, are. Literally, I'm reading this like she's also struggling. Yeah. With this place. Um, and so before the foreman comes, Marta's like, oh my gosh, like, the foreman's coming. We on. gotta, we gotta like stop gossiping. <laughs> Stay frosty. Yeah. And then the foreman tells Nina that her pace is off. Um, and she apologizes and he's like, we'll just move you to the packing floor. And she pretends to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I understand because in the packing floor they get, um, paid less, but mm-hmm. She notes that this is actually the foreman telling her um, that the last of the Grisha fugitives that they were waiting for had made it to the safe house. And now Nina, Adric, and Leone had to get them onto a boat. Mm-hmm. And so she follows behind the the foreman. Um, he's like, you have to move quickly. Kind of gives her some more information. And then yep. is also like, you have to get them out tonight because there's going to be a surprise inspection from Berger. Um, uh-huh. Ew. Nobody likes a surprise burger inspection. Yeah, and he's corrupt, which we've which, done. Ugh. And then um, they talk about, like, the bribes again. But, oh, my God. Then she... Oh, this is hard. This is where I was, like... She has Matthias... She hears Matthias's voice in her head thinking, quote, a man without honor, he should be ashamed. And Nina, like, talks back to him. Mm-hmm. It's like they're having an actual conversation. Um, and, uh, and she reacts to the point that Hillbrand's like, what, something funny? She's like, oh, no, nothing, nothing. Um, and mm-hmm. then she, like, has a, a thought about <laughs> Hildebrand, the, or mm-hmm. Hildebrand, the, the foreman. Um, and in her head again, she hears Matthias's voice, like, oh my gosh, Nina, like, you're being such a bigot. Not all Fierdens are alike. <laughs> he looks nothing like me. Oh, this. It's painful. Absolutely broke my heart mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. i'm like literally about to cry just no, even terrible. reading it um we all know i love nina and matthias like they are, ugh, i love them so much but mm-hmm. i just imagine this like in the version of like a, if mm-hmm. they filmed this for the show mm-hmm. and nina is going and they have um like the actor who plays matthias like mm-hmm. as a voiceover oh my god and is reading it's also kind of like a new moon 
No, no, no. You ruined it. You ruined it. No. <laughs> no, they could do it like that, though. La, 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 They could do that like that where he la, was like. La, 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 <laughs> Face the music. Where, no. <laughs> where he could be on screen with her, basically. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you see what I'm saying now? No. No. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm really quiet. No. <laughs> Anyway, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, Hillbrand is like trying to warn her and whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I know how to do my job." Essentially, mm-hmm. um, and she has a flashback about how um, ruthless Burger could be, so she knows that she has to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she notes she remembers Zoya's warning to Nikolai about how Nina couldn't be subtle. Um, and that mm-hmm. she can't draw attention. Um, and Zoya actually told Nikolai that, quote, asking Nina not to draw attention is like asking water not to run downhill, which fair. Honestly, facts. Valid. Yeah. Slay for Nina, but like fair. Yes. Um, but the king took a chance on her. I mean, it's like, no, uh, yeah, basically. And so she's like, not going to take that for granted. Um, and she also notes she's like i know the the cruelty of the feared ends and she thinks to draw rum <sighs> um and so uh we learned that there's the boat ready for them mm-hmm. and that nikolai had been diverting funds to support an underground network of informants in fierda to get to help grisha escape the country um yeah. And uh, after this, she hopes that they'll be able to head inland to look for more Grisha. And so um, Hillbrand the, leads her to his office. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a, a secret – the secret tunnels. <laughs> 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 I had to. It's true, though. Um, it's true. And uh, there's, like, a secret entrance. And he's letting her out onto the busy street. And before mm-hmm. she leaves, he's like – are you really her? Are you the one who, who got the best of all Brum? And she's like, no, I'm Mila, um, Yonderstadt, like, whatever. Um, yeah, she's like, what kind of idiot would do that? Yeah. And what kind of dumbass would ask? Yeah, but she also notes that he's on their side because his wife was killed because mm-hmm. she was Grisha. Um, but, oh, my God. She... Uh, <laughs> I wrote sobbing. It's so um, it's so bad because she remembers like as she before she like actually denies it. She's going through, like she has these memories replaying mm-hmm. in her head, and she's she knows that she did what she had to do to keep her friends uh, safe, and so she took mm-hmm. Jordan Perem because he mentions that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was an awful price that, like, the price of taking Jordan Perem. Oh change the course of her life and then yeah. she starts to think if we had never gone there would matthias still be alive would the, oh, this mm-hmm. bro this part absolutely just mm-hmm. like you have my heart in a in a grip and you just squeeze <laughs> just squish it um and the kind of squeeze i'm sorry <laughs> i'm really trying to like not cry use it and it was fun um Ugh. she thinks quote would my heart still be whole <laughs> and then she's like this is pointless because There's nothing's no going to bring him back. And it's already done. <sighs> Man. I'm not okay. And so she leaves. Um, and uh, 
gets to the address that Hillbrand gave her. And it's another cannery, mm-hmm. but the mural is different. And it actually has a picture of Santa Elena on it. So that actually shows that it's a place of refuge mm-hmm. um, for this underground network. Um, and Alina note, or sorry, uh, Nina, Nina notes that there are more, um, uh, oh my gosh, like what more is it called? Believers. Uh, um, like, I want to say an ofrenda, but that's not it. No, more <laughs> altars. Altars. It's literally right there. More <laughs> altars for Alina um, and other saints in Fierda. Mm-hmm. And the police have kind of tried to shut it down. But, but she um, destroyed the fold. Yeah. And that was something so big that mm-hmm. it had consequences outside of Ravka. And I don't know if we really talked about it in full, but I loved how Matthias's point of view about faith mm-hmm. is that, well, maybe... Jell created the Grisha and mm-hmm. the Grisha are saints and it's mm-hmm. just kind of like acceptance of other people's beliefs. Yes. Wild. Crazy. A wild concept. Wow. And how everything kind of aligns together and yes. how beliefs aren't that different. Yes. <gasps> how if you change your perspective crazy. just a little bit it could be mm-hmm. a different perspective. Um, and so she kind of goes through that there's uh, different stories about different Grisha and how in Fierda there are more and more mm-hmm. um, altars and murals to specific Grisha, mm-hmm. um, which again, Libar Dunga. Her mind. Um, uh. And so she knocks on the door and Adric opens it and brings her inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh my God, what is that smell? And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, it smells awful. And she's like, my eyes are burning. <laughs> um, but then in her head, she hears, because they're in a cannery, but it's, um, they're, the smell is lie because it's like to preserve the fish. <clears throat> and she's like, that's disgusting. And then she hears Matthias's <clears throat> voice. It's delicious. It's a delicacy. Come on. It's on um, toast. And then she thinks, oh God, I miss him. And, oh, actually, this was me. No, I uh, Okay, you're just going to have to read that. Which one? <laughs> this one. This one? The um, bracketed one. Okay, yeah. So it says, quote, The ache of his absence felt like a hook lodged inside her heart. The hurt was always there, but in moments like these, it was as if someone had seized hold of the lion and pulled. Ugh! <laughs> I read that. I'm y'all. That's I'm not even kidding. So much. Again, we know Nina Matthias. I love, but this is like all our characters have experienced loss and grief. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been someone that they're so close no, to. It hasn't been someone. It hasn't been their person like that intimate. And if it has, it was in the past. And yeah. so we see them at least partially healed, not going through the stages of grief for the first time. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that Lee Bardugo wrote Nina going through these stages of grief. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, I, when I read that this, again, this so is tough. not my first time reading this book. I read that and I put the book down because that is, that is just, just such so a, good. a perfect description of grief. It is. It really is. It's so good. And it hurts my heart. It's um, terrible. It's fine. I'm not okay. Um, and then she's like, okay, Matthias would want me to focus on the mission. Um, and then she's like, okay, they're here. And Adric mm-hmm. tells her that there's a problem. Um, and she notes that Adric is always bummed out and Leonie <laughs> is always happy. Um, and I noted, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. I noted, I was like, he was sunshine, I was midnight, <laughs> Etc. 
except the other way around because he yes. she's sunshine and, and he's, he's midnight, midnight rain and i love them both um and so leone is a fabricator and she's leaning over like mm-hmm. a makeshift desk trying to fix the she's, papers she's forging some papers mm-hmm. And so Nina realizes that they have four fugitives, but there were mm-hmm. supposed to be seven. And so the papers they have were for seven and three women, and there's only four men. And it's a, mm-hmm. a grandfather, a dad, and his two young boys. Oh um, and so Leone is trying to, like, literally forge the papers on a molecular level so they can get through. Um, mm-hmm. And so everyone looks startled. And so Nina talks to them in fear and puts them a little, bit at, a little bit at ease. Yeah. And they don't know where the other three are. So um, they realize, okay, well, Nina's going to have to pose as his husband, as his wife. Um, he's gonna, she's going to have to pretend that he's her husband. There you go. Yeah, there it is. There uh, it is. And um, because the Fjordan government has been watching people leaving the country really closely, mm-hmm. um, they don't want their citizens to travel a ton because more and more people are leaving. Um, not even just watching Grisha trying to get out, not mm-hmm. watching for Grisha trying to get out, but just trying to stop the outflux of, yeah. of feared and citizens to Novizium. Yeah. And it's a, it's a global thing. Like yeah. now that there aren't these strict crazy wars being waged, mm-hmm. people are feeling the freedom to like cross borders and seek their fortunes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And Firda does not like that. So they're putting a, a pause on a lot of it. And that's why they're having to forge these documents on yeah. the molecular level. And uh, Leonie's like, I need more time. And Nina's like, that's too bad. Um, because mm-hmm. the ship has to be out by tonight. And also Berger is having an inspection. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so Nina talks to to the four people and um, is like, okay, well, this is what we're going to have to do. Um, and then Nina... Um, so the other three women were from a place called Kejrut, Kejrut. Sure. I don't know. I'm having real, a lot of trouble these, pronouncing these These bearded words. names are hard um, today. And, uh, Nina remembers something that one of the women she worked with said is that girls go missing from this place. Mm. Um, and, uh, she also is just kind of thinking back to, and to the conversation she had with Hillbrand earlier mm-hmm. and it's like, I wish that Jarl Brum's name didn't affect me as much as it does. Yeah, but he's still the boogeyman. Yeah, he is. Um, and she's thinking I should have killed him when I had the chance. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Matthias's voice is like in her head reminding her that she showed mercy and that being merciful should never be something that she regrets. And she thinks to herself, okay, well, you can afford luxury because you're dead. And he... Like her, his voice in her head says, "Quote: It seems rude to mention that, my love." Uh, oh my god! And they kind of go back and forth in her, bre- in her in her head, and is like, "Well, I'm a patriot. Like, I'm not done with him yet. I might have let him live this last time, but we have unfinished business." And he responds, "Like, well, is that why you're here in Fierda?" And she reveals to us, the audience. That she's here to bury his body because he, his last request was to be buried in his homeland where, like, where his soul could go back to Jal. And so. This is not the first time I've read I know. I'm tearing up a little bit. And so. Okay, and that's we, the thing you guys have for turning up. <laughs> happy heisting. <laughs> I'm not so, happy though. So, no, we have. 
sorrowful heisting, we find <laughs> out that, that um Okay, I'm sorry guys. I like literally No, I you're can't. fine. Uh, his body has been preserved through scientific and Grisha means by Leone. By Leone to to withstand the journeys they have to go on so she can find she's waiting for the perfect place. And because to they've, been, him to they've rest. been traveling for two months and she's like, I could have buried him here, I could have buried him here, mm-hmm. wherever. Um, but in her mind, Matthias's um, voice is saying, it has to be the right place, my love, you'll know it when you see it. <sighs> and Leonie and Adric haven't said anything. But you can tell, they yeah. have feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere they go, they're carting a body with them. Yeah. And they're doing it because, you know, they have to. Well, because they've experienced nice. grief. Like, they're nice, good people, yeah. but it's getting to a point of, like, we can't do, it's not sustainable. Yeah. We can't do this forever. And so, Leone finishes the paperwork and tells Adric to come over and dry it, because he is a squalor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, like, a cutesy little moment, and he's like, shut up. She, and then she's thinking, <laughs> I shouldn't be irritated. I'm not happy, but that doesn't mean they can't be happy. But um, she's still kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, which, like, fair. Um, and so they start to walk to the ship and, uh, Nina puts her arms through the man, puts her arm through the man's. So they're walking like a husband and wife. Um, Mm -hmm. and then Nina also notes that Jenya had tailored her, um, and that she had straight. This is so weird. I literally wrote boo in the (laughs) margins. For what Uh, part? Because Just she's the been, tailoring? yes, for all, oh, the yeah. entire tailoring part. And I have big feelings about this. And mm-hmm. I think we'll talk more about it as we go throughout this book. And then once we get to Rule of Wolves, which is a whole other conversation that we are going to have. But it's like she's trying to not. That's why I picked the quote that I wrote, mm. th- that I read. Because, like, she's noting it as kind of like that this effort didn't work. Mm-hmm. Because she looks entirely different. Her build is somewhat mm-hmm. different. She looks like all the color has been leached out of her. She's, yeah. for all intents and purposes, a different person. Yeah. She's it's, still thick. It's like, I wrote thick queen. Yes. Let that be but noted. But she's different. But it's like she's trying not to be the person that went through all of this pain. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe if I have a different body or and a different face and a different yeah. ethnicity even because she well, is she, changed ethnically. Yeah. And she, like, she, she notes that she didn't want to be the girl that, that had loved Matthias and that Matthias had loved. And she's mm-hmm. like, if if I can look different on the outside, maybe I can be different on the inside to get through this grief. And so, again, I appreciate <sighs> Lee Bardugo going through the stages of grief, but Nina is going through it in an unhealthy way. No, she's literally, literally trying to be someone else. Because she can't... She she's, she's just not facing it. Because if she faces her grief is just going to be too much if she faces her grief as herself she's going to drown yeah and she doesn't have the faith in herself that she will get back up to the surface Mm -hmm. um but then she also (sighs) notes that regardless of of the physical changes to her she's still the same nina zenik um she's still herself she's quote she was still the girl who craved waffles and who cried herself to sleep at night same honestly though honestly. Um, except she's reaching for Matthias and no one's there I'm just crying myself <laughs> to sleep at night and craving waffles so um you know well I guess okay. I also okay. cry I cry myself to sleep when I reach out and Matthias is <laughs> <laughs> honestly kidding. though honestly though y'all are gonna think I'm insane no hope you don't think that by this point oh my goodness whatever. um and so uh the people she's walking with are like super nervous and she's trying to reassure them and the, mm-hmm. there's little kids um and she's like, you guys can go to Ravka and, and you'll be able to live free. Um, and so 
Adric and Leone are ahead of them, and uh, Berger's henchman, Casper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny. Berger and Casper. Right. Um, <laughs> Ghost Berger. Ask, <laughs> ask them if there's – ask Leone if she's Zemini, and they're, uh, he asks Adric how he lost his arm, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of going through the motions. The normal, like, the papers, please. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it's Nina and the family. She's with their turn, and so her fake husband – gives him the papers and they're asked where they'll be working um and he's like well what about the boys they're too young to work and your father's too old to work and so he gives excuses for that and they're like well what about your wife mm-hmm. and she's like well i'll do this if my husband lets me because the fear and women defer they, to the husband yeah um and so the guard lets him go and as they're walking over like onto the ship a burger comes in he's like hold mm-hmm. on no. Wait just a second. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'll look at your papers first. And they even paid um, his henchman like a bribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what about the money we just gave him? They're like, I didn't see any money. Um, so they're just assholes. Um, and so mm-hmm. Berger's like, why are the kids next to their father and not their mother? That's so weird. And Nina's like, oh, you're just frightening them. And he's like, something's not right. Um, we have to look through everything. Mm-hmm. And Adric kind of shakes his head at Nina, like, do not start shit, Nina. And what does she do? <laughs> she start starts shit. shit. Um, and so she, Nina tells the boys to get um, on the boat. And uh, mm-hmm. she shoots out her, um, the bone shards in her sleeve <laughs> into his throat. Slay. <laughs> Literally. Now Casper is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's burger it's burger no he she kills oh, casper, casper with first the, with oh. the darts yeah because burger has cancer and she oh, turns right. into that's turbo right. cancer slay <laughs> um and then uh when she kills casper burger's like Truche. and she's like mm, i don't really like that you can call me grisha you can call me zala call me death i don't know call uh, me whatever you want but call me <laughs> just a don't bitch. call me late for dinner <laughs> a bitch but don't call me a witch <laughs> no honestly honestly though um and then she's like oh there's something wrong in your lungs he's like really he's like you're gonna have all this confidence with two guns pointed at you and she's like but you're already dying and so this is insane Ooh, i loved this this was like a, a good death a good it. death oh and um because she has this like power of death she can feel the like dying he tissue ha- he literally has him. a malignant tumor in his lungs mm-hmm. that she can sense and she can hear matthias's voice kind of warning her but she is not no, letting she's it she's in. like no um and she is like you you know that you're not doing well don't you she's mm-hmm. like you can sense it when you can't catch your breath when mm-hmm. something hurts a little bit more than it should um she's like well you know it's kind of weird because you're so young and you already have this sickness inside you, but mm-hmm. you know that, don't you? And he's panicking. He's, he's like, like, how the huh? F do you know this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's thinking, like, he probably would have lived another year or two, but he's dead now. And so she just increases mm-hmm. this sickness within him she and She literally him. gives him turbo cancer mm-hmm. to the point that he just dies. Mm-hmm. Summer. <laughs> um, Rip and pip. Hmm. Rest in spaghetti. I have already forgotty. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, rest in spaghetti. Have forgetty. Have forgetty. There you go. Um, and she is just kind of like ruthless in this sense. And mm-hmm. then she hears the little boys crying and she just kind of turns around and everyone is watching her. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is where we could have done the I am become death. 
<laughs> yeah, no, she could have very easily, I am become death, destroyer no, I of am, burger. I am become a blade. I am become a blade. You are become a pain in my ass. Please yeah. stop. Um, And uh, she's just kind of realizing that, yeah, maybe her power is scary. Mm-hmm. But Matthias accepted it in her and told her to embrace it. And she has realized, I didn't just embrace it. I love this mm-hmm. power. Um, And then Adric's like, well, I'm not going to miss this place. <laughs> All right. Guess we're loading up. Let's get them on the boat, and then we'll mm-hmm. dump them. Um, and Nina, once again, hears Matthias's boy, voice mm-hmm. in her head, and is like, some men deserve your mercy. And she's like, yeah. I'll let you know when I find one. The, they didn't. Which, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so jumping forward, um, they're on the rowboat back to the shore. Uh, Nina, Adric, and Leonie are. And she knows that Adric is, like, biting his tongue. Yep. Um. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, there's going to be some hullabaloo when it's discovered that they're missing. But, you know, anything can happen on a dock. It couldn't just be us. Like, there's a lot. They had a lot of enemies. And Leonie's like, even Leonie is like, "Mm, we won't be able to use this port for a while. Um, They're going to up security. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, Adric tells him that he's not angry, but we just need to figure out what we're going to do next. And so um, uh, Leonie tries to find some positive in it and Adric mm-hmm. and Leonie kind of go back and forth and he's you know she's sunshine he is midnight yes. rain and Nina's like Bleh. but he asked her like well how are you so happy all the time and she's like oh well I almost died as a child <gasps> and she's from Novi Zem hmm I wonder how I wonder she how died. that happened it's maybe maybe it's a mystery tool that'll come in handy later that was a really good scene in the show. It was a really good yeah. scene in the show. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, you're like, wow, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And then, then Adric's like, I'm literally missing an arm. And it just made me more upset. It's like, I'm literally missing I an love arm. Adric I almost so died. Much. Like He's like, I've been stabbed, bayoneted. I lost an arm. I've been bitten. I've been punched. I've been kicked. And I'm still pissed. <laughs> I have no greater appreciation. Oh. That, that's a vibe. <laughs> um... And uh, so they go back and forth, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to, like, change the name of the boat. We're mm-hmm. going to have to get new documentation. And Nina's like, okay, well, maybe I did react a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she also notes that she's been like this since Matthias died. Find one moment, and then the next, ready to just kind of snap. And yeah. I wrote, therapy. Yes. This That's is what it's for. This is grief. This is, mm-hmm. I mean, she, to be fair. She was taken away from her her family when she was young. Like, yeah. they kind of gave her away. Yeah. And so she had relationships at the little palace, but those mm-hmm. were, you know, here and gone because of different missions. And Zoya maybe was the closest relationship she actually had. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, a mentor. And so Matthias is, like, the quintessential and closest she has been with someone in, ever. Ever. And it's like, like she's, yes, she's, she's, go ahead. She's just, she's trying to find out who Nina is. Yeah. Like, cause Nina was a rap compatriot who was mm-hmm. out there as a spy doing things. And then Nina was a fear. Yes. And fell in love with Matthias. And that's how she defined herself. And now she's back at the beginning. Yeah. But she doesn't with know. all of this pain and all of these scars and she doesn't know who she is. Um, therapy, sunshine. Um, and so she notes that she had, uh, spent a few months at the little palace, 
catching up with friends and things like that and trying to remember who she was before Matthias, but that person is gone. Yeah. Um, and so Leonie is like, okay, we'll go south. Like, it's going to get colder here. Um, and uh, then Nina's like, we need to go to Kejirut and Gafval. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well... To, she tells them we need to go there to f- see if we can find the fugitives who were who didn't make who it. didn't make it. And Adra's like, well, they were probably ca- captured. And Matthias is, t- is telling her, tell them the truth, my love. And the truth is that she feels mm-hmm. potentially, essentially, hears the dead calling her to that area. Yeah. Um, but also that she just has like a pull to that. And Matthias mm-hmm. is in her head, like telling her to tell Adric and Leonie that she hears. A call to she that person. She hears dead people. She does. <laughs> um, and so Nina kind of, she doesn't lie, um, but it's not the it's not the, the, whole truth. the real reason she's wanting to go there. But she's like, well, the women that I worked with said that um, the river in Gothal has gone bad and the town is cursed. And so that gets mm-hmm. Adric's attention. Um, and she remembers something that she said to Jesper that the best way to find a Grisha is to look for miracles and bedtime stories yep. because it's usually Grisha hiding out. And so they're like, okay. Um, and then Matthias is like, Nina, tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, you're like a dog with a bone with this. Leave it alone. And he's like, more like a wolf. Speaking of wolves, did I ever tell you about how my wolf would eat my shoes if I didn't tie them up? Which, of course, he had. Because when she was recovering oh from, when she was having withdrawals from Perem, he just told her anything and everything. Just to keep her alive and to keep her sane. Like, she knows everything about him because he told her everything about him. And then she's like, but why couldn't I have saved him? And so it basically Lee comes Bardugo. down... Lee Bardugo, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. I... <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, like, actually very difficult for me to read. No, it's hard. Because... It is hard. She's just clinging to the, like, ugh. It's tough. But that boils down to, okay, fine. We'll go. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> whew, and so they're like, yeah, let's, let's go. Um, but then Leo, <laughs> Leonie's like, hey, Nina, um, over there's a lot of country and like really pretty mm-hmm. land. Maybe you can find a place for him. And Nina thinks mm-hmm. that his place is with, ugh, I can't even. <laughs> She says, like, she thinks his place is with me, but she I'm knows. Throw up. I'm so sad. She knows that, like, just because she has his body doesn't mean she has him. It's like an empty house that he's not in anymore. Why would you say that? Because it's true. Why would you say something so controversial <laughs> yet so true? It's so true. Um, but, I'm not okay. But that's what's going on. So she's just like, yeah, I'll look at it. And then Adric's like, if we're doing this, we're not starting a war. We're going to get information. We're going to provide out pathways out for people who want it. That's it. And Nina's like, yeah, yeah, we can plan for that. But plans change sometimes. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter Because two. Nina, a thing about Nina is she's going to do what she wants. Slay. No matter what. Slay. And now in chapter four is in Nikolai's point of view. Ooh. Oh, oh my gosh, he's so hot and damaged. Uh. Ah. <laughs> Anytime... Woo. We should just do that anytime it's Nikolai's chapter. I mean, it's the truth. Um, and so uh, Nikolai followed his gut and left um, Yvette's. Yep. And uh, he started to have a plan 
in his mind, and he's like, okay, we got to get a move on on mm-hmm. this plan. Um, and so on his way to the capital, the first stop he has to – the first place he has to stop at is that – I, again, didn't know how to pronounce no. this. okay. Because it's spelled K-I-R-I-G-I-N, like Kirigan. Yes. Which was – General Kierigan. <laughs> Darkling's name. But it's not him. It's Count Kierigan. Yes. So I was like, interesting. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Hmm. So he has to stop at Count Kierigan's, and he, because he needs to talk with his most valued fabricator. Oh, that's crazy. Who's, Who's that? that? Um, and also, if he had a, a time to visit a, visit a pleasure palace, then he probably should. And you're mm-hmm. like... Nikolai. Like Nikolai. Nikolai would never. Nikolai, you dog. Yeah. Um, and so we learned that Nikolai had served um, with uh, Count Kierigan. So Count Kierigan's son, mm-hmm. the younger Kierigan, um, in the army. And the regular Count Kierigan sold Ravka's secrets to enemies, made a lot mm-hmm. of money off of that. And so in order to have them keep their title um, and keep their money, um, the younger Kiergan took over, and he's yeah. the one who served with Nikolai. Yep. And so Nikolai was like, hey, you can do this, but um, I'm going to need you to fund a few different things. Which is funny, because he, he sits him down, and he's like, so I, what I'm going to need you to do is spend your money like crazy and dress really nutty and have – a lot of fun and drink a lot of liquor and see a lot of women. Say less. And Kierigan was like, done. <laughs> I'm um, already doing almost all those things. So Kierigan has this, um, uh, my gosh, what's it called? Reputation mm-hmm. of being a partier and being so extravagant and building um, a mile long wine cellar and <laughs> tunnels and a huge field for air balloons and. All this in things. an artificial lake. Yeah, um, I wrote. It's boosting the economy. <laughs> Goes everybody. <laughs> Hurts nobody. Um, and uh, the this like this place, this compound, um, has been called the Gilded Bog, but mm-hmm. the people who came to the parties called it the. Uh, or sorry. It's called the Gilded Hollow, but people who mm-hmm. go to the parties call it the Gilded Bog because there's so much fog. It's just in such a bad spot. Yeah. Stupid, silly Kerrigan. Yeah, that's Put crazy. it somewhere where the weather's terrible. So actually what happened is the wine cellar ran for five miles, not one mile, and it's an <laughs> underground bunker for weapons development. And that lake is actually used for prototypes of the submarine that Nikolai mm-hmm. is building. Um, and the fog is actually there for... Um, put by Grisha squalors mm-hmm. to hide um, what they're doing um, and from like other countries surveillance and the um, piece of land for the air balloon is actually an airfield mm-hmm. um, and the fireworks that Kurgan puts off all the time is actually so they can practice shooting it's like putting area 51 underneath Las Vegas <gasps> basically is that what the government has done Jordan you cracked the code please don't come to my house and snipe <laughs> me through the head you see the red dot? <laughs> oh my god! I would freak out. Can you imagine? Literally, I don't like no. With my my back to the window right now. Ew. Um. But yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Um. And uh, no, no Zemini architect 
um, designed it. It was Nikolai who designed it. So talented. Nikolai is so smart. Um, and every once in a while, Nikolai will visit in public, like at a party, but not too often. But he usually comes in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nikolai always feels excited when he goes there because this is something of his own design. Um, and the palace in Los Alta um, just is kind of full of bad memories for him yeah, because it's not his dad was good. a shitty person. His mom was a shitty person. He his, saw his brother, brother was a shitty there, per- And also he was a shitty person. <laughs> It's just a hard place for him to be. And at this place, he has hope for the future. Um, And it's something that he designed with that hope in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And he also notes that this place has the potential to save Ravka, his his great love, Mm -hmm. really. Um, And so they're there. And Kierigan's like, you're a highness. And is dressed (laughs) like... So ostentatiously. Just um, ridiculous. Once again, you need, we need to watch Jojo Rabbit. Um, I know. And that's like, once you watch it and I'm going to go, you're going to go back and listen to these episodes. And you're going to be like, okay, I get it now. Okay. Um, just like the ending scene. If y'all have seen Jojo Rabbit, the ending scene with the general. Yes, it's exactly this. Okay. Um, and Nikolai's like, okay, we, we can stop with the formalities. But mm-hmm. Kiergan's like, your highness. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, Nikolai's like, oh my gosh, we, ugh. Um, <laughs> he's got to chill out a little bit. He's taking this this spending money a little too seriously. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, Kierigan invites Nikolai to go do something. He's like, actually, we kind of need to get a move on to wherever. And yeah. Kierigan's like, yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> kind of peering around him. Like, he's like, um, uh, yeah, that's that's fine. And Nikolai's like, Zoya is not Zoya here. Zoya didn't come, and he's like, "Oh, why, yeah, why would I care? I okay. wasn't asking what." Um, and then uh, Kirgan's like, oh, "She is really pretty, isn't she?" And Tolia's with Nikolai. And he's like, huh, "Okay." No, Tolia, Tolia literally says she would eat you for breakfast. And Kirgan's like, "Worse ways to go." Honestly, honestly. Um. And so they kind of talk about Zoya a little bit, and then Tolia and Nikolai walk away, and Tolia's like, she would literally murder him. Yeah, she would <laughs> grind him into dust. Um, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And so they, Tolia and Nikolai get on their horses and kind of go through the fields, and they pass some workers, um, some groundskeepers, who uh, are actually all, um, actually all of Kiergan's staff are made up of the king's spies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, oh, well, when he's thinking about his brother, I wrote boo-hoo. Right? <laughs> like, mm, Texas suck. <laughs> oh, this is sad. Oh, okay. well, anyway. why don't you cry about it? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, all the people who work at Kierigan's place are Nikolai's spies, and so they get mm-hmm. to the groundskeepers, and they have a secret code that changes every two weeks, and so they let them through. Um, and they go through... And the haze kind of lifts, um, mm-hmm. and they're able to see, like, okay, there's, like, busy docks with Grisha and First Army. Mm-hmm. There's prototypes. There's a whole bunch happening. Um, and he's like, man, I really wish I could keep doing this if only I could find some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's like, okay, we got a few priorities. And they go to this, like, cave, mm-hmm. and Nikolai finds another secret entrance, and um, they're gonna about to go down an elevator, and Tolia's kind of mm-hmm. freaking out, and he's like, oh, I hate this. He's like, it feels like being buried alive. Because if we remember, he almost was. And yeah. Nikolai's like, hey, you can stay up here. Like, that's totally fine, because Nikolai cares about he's people and friend. their trauma. And Tolia's like, nah, tomorrow said I gotta get over it. 
basically. <laughs> no, honestly. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. Um, like, oh, I guess so. And so uh, when the Tolia and Nikolai go down the elevator and get to another passage that's blocked by a steel door, and this door has a set of Skylar combination locks that mm-hmm. Nikolai learned about from a certain thief hmm. in Ketadam. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy. Um, and then he opens the door and describes that he's home. And so he's in the labs, and the labs are split up into four different areas. So cool. And so the one area is artillery and body armor, uh, one's naval warfare, one's aerial warfare, and then the other one is trying to find an antidote to Jerda Perem. <sighs> um, and so if we remember Jerda Perem, no bueno. Um, but in addition to an antidote, also a strain of it that oh, yeah. would allow Grisha to have heightened powers without the addiction. Yes. And which so is he, a slippery slope. Yeah. So he gets a, a vial of that to kind of show to his advisors to be like, hey, we are working, mm-hmm. we're close. Um, and so eventually they find David. And David, David is hasn't slept. He's in his his element he's just in a, working. His, he's in a manic phase. Yes. But for him, that's his element. Yes. Um, and I love it. It's always, they'd be clowning his hair all the time. His yeah. poorly cut hair. Poor guy. Um, if Bagger was still alive, she would drag him for Phil. Honestly, she would. Rip. Um, Rip. We miss you, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> that last TikTok I posted was so that was funny. Really good. <laughs> it was really sad. Um, <sighs> and uh, uh, so they're working on it um, on the Is Marcia, uh, the yeah. submarines, and mm-hmm. um, David's kind of fine tuning that. And with this new vessel they could change the naval warfare and so david and nadia are working together um which i love i love Mm -hmm. this partnership and they're both like working fervently and they're both like we're really close um nikolai's that's great like that's great especially because of what hiram said Mm -hmm. um and he also notes that he has two rules for his nolniki the scientists Mm -hmm. and soldiers um who are here which i'm like that's kind of funny that's kind of a cute little name right (laughs) It's like Nick's guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Nicky. It's Nicky's guys. <laughs> it's Nick's guys. <laughs> Where are Nick's guys at? Um, and he... You work for Nicky? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's cute. I like it. You work for Savachka. You work for Nicky. You work for Nicky. I'm a no Nicky. I work for Nicky. <laughs> um, and he has two rules for him that they be thieves and that they be fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which that's fair. Um, and Nadia tells him that they should be ready in a matter of weeks. And he's like, great. But she also says, we need more steel. And he's like, um. Well, and you'll have it. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Internal, like, maybe. Yeah. Um, but Nadia completely trusts Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nikolai sees any problem um, as an opportunity to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Which, that's such a great outlook. It is. Um, and he's like something that works for you instead of against you but he also notes that the demon does not agree um Mm -hmm. the demon was hungry uh not great um and then nikolai is still thinking that he has to find a way um his entire life he's played a part for Mm -hmm. certain people so he you know played the puppy prince he played the obedient son the um privateer where he yeah. didn't really have to play that's probably the closest to him he's felt but yeah. he still had to play a role but the he still soldier, couldn't be himself with his real face a politician but he's like i have to find a way out and then david uh-huh. nikolai's like david did you sleep here last night and he's like nah 
And Nadia's like, he didn't sleep, but he did stay he was, here. He was here all night, but he did not, in fact, sleep. And Nikolai's did says, did you sleep? And she's like, oh. <laughs> Nadia's like, I blinked really long for, like, a few times. And I took a five-minute blink. Yeah. And Nikolai's like, okay, we're taking you home to go see you tomorrow. Aww. And David's like, no, I need her. And he's like, we're taking you home to go see Jenya. And he's like, but, 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 but Dad. <laughs> Um, and Nikolai's like, I need the triumvirate together. Um, we're, we have to, you and Nadia have to start working on a prototype for the Ismarcia. And Nadia's like, oh, I can start working on it now. And he's like, okay, just time out. Um, I need you to make a prototype that doesn't work. <laughs> and David's like, I hate it when you don't make sense. He's it's like, well, confusing to me. What? He's like, why, 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 why would you, why would you build a prototype that, that doesn't work? <laughs> doesn't like, work. I don't, why, why would you build something that doesn't work? Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Make no sense. You build stuff to work. <laughs> um, and Nadia's like, he, he has a reason for mm-hmm. it, right? And Nicholas yeah. like, yeah, I always do. Um, and he's like, well, I'm going to stage a play, and I just need a really good backdrop. <laughs> I love it. He said, I'm going to win the Tony for best set design. <laughs> You're going to wish you majored in technical theater. And that's the end of chapter four. <sighs> and now we're in chapter five. I don't like chapter five. I Look, I'm going to be super real with you. I do not like chapter five at all. Pause it. We had a discussion. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Y'all um, will get that discussion. Yeah. Just oh, not yet. Oh, wait. Look at this. The chapter. It's a heart, but the antlers. I like that. That's fun. I think Nikolai's was the double eagle. Oh, that's cute. I like that. So now cute. we're in Goth Ball. Um, More like awful. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Nina's hearing the whispers in her head, and she hears Matthias telling her mm-hmm. to tell them, my love. Ugh. That you are hearing the calls of the dead. Yeah. Tell them you need therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ask for help. Which, to be fair, they probably should have sent her out so soon. No, they really shouldn't have. Um, but they're, like, down. There's nothing they're for sh- it. They're, they're short-staffed. short-staffed. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Christ. Um... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, so this town is in a mountain range and there used to be a fort there and blah, 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 blah. Little Sorry. town, it's a quiet village every day like the one before. Little town full of little people waking up to say. Surprise inspection. That's what they're waking up to say. <laughs> you said that, and I was like, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> that is basically them. There is a really mean nun in this chapter. <laughs> Can you imagine her saying, it's Britney, bitch? <laughs> that makes you think of The Office, where he goes, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Just totally deadpan. See, that made me think of The Sound of Music, with her like... <laughs> How do you solve a problem like Maria? Do you... I've told you my middle name. Like, you know, my yes. middle name's Maria. My mom yes. would be like, how do you solve a problem? Like, Emma Maria. I'm like, Robin. that's not nice. <laughs> it's a cute song, though. It is a cute song. <laughs> I would also do that if I was your mom. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It just yeah. goes so Next well. Next week at work, I'm going to do something. You're going to be like, how do you solve a problem? <laughs> I won't. I promise. I won't. you be like, shut the hell up. I'll just, I'll just teams you <laughs> a Sound of Music chip and you'll know. And I'm just going to, like, stand up and throw something <laughs> at you. <laughs> 
with that's my, fair that's fair that's the risk i run with my lego supervisors are gonna walk by and like hit him and be oh like my oh my gosh God. that'd be so you know that would happen much. anyway it's true we like had a little discussion about things to come and we're not like thrilled about it Mm-mm. um yeah so they're at this place the little it town sucks. quiet village every day like the one before <laughs> they all suck here it's a little town full of little people and they are waking up every day to mind their own damn business. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, basically. And so uh, they go to, like, a pub, essentially, that had two guest rooms, but they were already mm-hmm. taken. And, like, the barkeep is like, oh, mm-hmm. the, there's a convent um, that takes in washing for the soldiers, and sometimes they'll let women, like, stay there, mm-hmm. or they'll let people stay there, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So they can, they, they don't mind having extra hands around to do the, the work. Yeah, and there's, like, a regular in this bar who's, mm-hmm. like, we don't tell random people about this town, so mm-hmm. shut up and y'all can go. Um, Basically. Again, mind in the business. Yeah. And uh, Leone and Adric and Nina are trying to figure out what the factory was or mm-hmm. and or is. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, well, once we figure that out, like, we'll have some intelligence. Um, and Nina is also surprised mm-hmm. to see, like, even more, um, like, nods to the saints in this rural mm-hmm. town in Fierda. Um, and so they get to the convent, um, and uh, I love this description. It, the um, quote, it was a round mm-hmm. slab of milk-white stone with a turreted roof that made the building look like a tower in search of a castle. Yeah. Which I love. It I gives like you that. the exact picture. Yeah. Um, and so they have their uh, sledge in the stables, um, and they ring the bell, and the sledge has Matthias on it. Um, yeah, and so the well mother, who's, like, mm. yeah, the head nun, um, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, that's not, Mother like, superior. Yeah, that's what you call it, it's not, well, I mean, this is fantasy, it's not a real <laughs> convent, Sorry. She's the nun in chief. Sorry, my Catholic is showing. <laughs> um, and, uh, so Nina's acting as a translator, mm-hmm. um, and introduces them, and, um, uh, the well mother is like, oh, uh, she assumes that Leone and Adric are married, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've been playing at. And she's like, well, where's your husband? Uh, to, Nina, to Nina. And Nina's like, oh, he went to the Rude. waters. He died. He was a fisherman. I'm going to say that now. I'm, my husband's using the bathroom. <laughs> where's Nathan? He's gone to the waters. <laughs> Means he's taking a shit. That's funny. And the well mother's mm. like, well, I can give you and the Zemini woman. A room, but Adrix is gonna have to sleep in the stables. Um, it's like okay, cool, that's fine. Whatever. But she even kind of shades him too. Yeah. She's like, not that he could do anything because he only has one arm. And Adrix just kind of continues on. But this mm-hmm. woman is ableist. She is. She's terrible. She's a little racist. Yes. Um, not great. Um, and so the rules are that the doors close at ten, and that they serve breakfast at six and dinner at six, and after ten o'clock p.m., they ask that they be quiet to okay. let the girls um, work on their studies. They're quiet hours. And by quiet hours um, for the girls in the convent, that kind of just means like mm-hmm. reading the Bible. Yeah, no, basically, um, it's their time to be in reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. As they're kind of walking, the woman asks, like, starts to lift the tarp on the sledge and is like, what is it? And Nina's like, oh, well, this couple has invented a new form of rifle loader. And Le- <laughs> Leone pulls out a p- pamphlet. And she's like, we are looking for some few, a few investors, and this is how it works, mm-hmm. and blah, blah. And the um, well mother's like, oh, that's okay. 
And Nina's like, that never so fails. Funny. Which I'm like, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, and the nun tells them that, or the well mother, whatever, sorry, yeah. nun. Uh, the well mother is like, um, there's, like, this is when breakfast and dinner are served. Um, bread and salt are available in the kitchen. Water is rationed. And Nina's like, what? Um, and so the well mother tells them that they get from water from the well at Felstet, um, mm-hmm. and that's a journey. And Nina's like, well, isn't this one close? And she's like, we let them go on a contemplative walk pilgrimage. she's like sometimes you can there are lots of ways to connect and so service yeah it's like, hmm. um and so they're like okay great and adric's like well let's go for a walk and mm-hmm. so they go through town and make it look like their tour is looking around and blah 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 um and uh um oh gosh where are we um nina or er, nina's Leonie's like rolling her eyes at leonie yeah. and adric because they're happy yeah they're, <laughs> they're kind of bantering back and forth yeah and so um, Nina, like, they kind of, they're at an overlook to the old factory. Mm-hmm. And Nina's hearing voices in her head. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, it was a fort before it was a factory. And they're trying to kind of figure out what it is. And they see a wagon roll up to it. Mm-hmm. They're like, we have no idea. Could it be Jerda? And Nina's like, it's not Jerda. I would be able to tell because of that, like, lingering, yeah. excuse me, lingering effect on her. Um. And they're like, okay, well, I want to, Adric is like, well, I want to look in there, but I really want to know, like, what's going on with the water. Mm, yeah. Um, and so Leonie is like, well, we can drop samples of the water. Like, poison is really tricky. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but I can see what I can do. And uh, they're, they're like, okay, we have to, the, mo- the most, the longest we can stay is a week without, like, drawing attention to ourselves. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no worries. Um, and Nina, the whispering in her head is kind of getting louder and mm-hmm. louder. And, uh, she looks out and sees a forest and like a pretty quiet place. Um, and she's thinking this could have been a place where Matthias mm-hmm. and I made a home because I would have wanted a big city if he would have wanted a quiet country and we would have compromised on something like this. <laughs> and then, oh, mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> and and Thank his you. voice in her head kind of confirms like it's time for me to be returned to my god. This is where I need to rest. And so she's like, okay, and tells Leonie and Adric like, well, I'm gonna need a, a couple of days to take him where the water is clean because water is how gel communicates, you know. So she doesn't want to put him somewhere that the water is not pure. But this is the place. And also, it's important to note that in Fierda, people who contaminate water can be put to death because yes. it's that severe because it is it's like a direct sacred. connection to their god. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm okay. And Adric's like, well, you don't need to go by yourself. But he also, like, it's clear he doesn't want to go. Yeah. And she's about to be like, oh, I'm perfectly capable of doing this by my own when um, there's a sound from somewhere. And so Nina's like, oh, my gosh, the meadow. Um. <laughs> Meet me in the meadow. <laughs> I was going to say Mal pokes his head up like, meadow? Did somebody say meadow? I was going to make a joke. You should meet me there. It. I'm not going to say it. You say it. <laughs> out loud. <laughs> that meadow. That meadow. <laughs> when we're done recording, remind me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, they like kind of sneak up and Leonie's like, oh, it's soldiers. And so they see a group of young men in mm-hmm. feared in uniforms um, and a horse got spooked and had thrown its rider, but the rider was caught in the um, the stirrup, the stirrup of the saddle. 
was and, being dragged yeah. behind the horse in the river. Yeah. Woo. Um, <laughs> and Leonie said, we should help. And Adric says, we should mind our damn business. <laughs> and Nina's like, yeah, that's the one less fear it in. And Matthias yeah. is like, Nina. <laughs> yeah. Nina's like, that's one less thing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthias is like, Nina. And Adric and Leonie are like, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, whatever. Um, and then she thinks she, she doesn't really, she doesn't approve of what she said or what she's thinking in no, that moment. No, she doesn't even she doesn't really care. believe it herself, but she's like. She's like, since Matthias mm. has been gone, since he was taken from me, mm-hmm. I don't even care. She just I don't has care apathy. anymore. Yeah. Again, uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. And then she hears Matthias's um, voice in her head. <sighs> And uh, he's like, Nina, she's like, why do you insist? Oh. She's like, why do you insist that I keep my humanity and my morals? Like, let me be terrible without you. And his voice in her head is like, I know you're strong. My death will not be the thing that defeats you. It'll be the thing that defeats me. It's going to defeat the shit out of me, man. My, my word. Oh, my gosh. My word. Uh, and Nina's like, okay, well, if we're going to help them, what are we even supposed to do? And Leona's like, oh, I know horses. And Adric's like, of course you do. <laughs> um, and uh, Adric's like, oh, come on, let's go help her. Because with our luck, she's going to invite mm-hmm. them over for a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nina yells out, can we help you guys? And she yells it in fear. And, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, stay back. And then Nina realizes, oh, they're not men. They're women. <laughs> and Nina said, these some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> these some scrawny ass men. <laughs> These are some trick-ass hoes. <laughs> um, she's like, they're women in mm-hmm. soldiers' uniforms. And she's like, oh, let us help you. My friend knows horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leonie's like, I need a rope. And she kind of, like, slowly makes her way over. <laughs> um, well, when she says that, mm-hmm. uh, a rider comes forward. And Nina's like, she has to, this chick has to be, like, six feet tall. She is. Um, and she has I love this though Mm -hmm. that her skin is described as tawny quote tawny brown cast that usually indicated head jet ancestry Mm -hmm. this far north so like in um, Nordic Slavic Mm -hmm. countries there's still indigenous and native populations there that have historically like tanner skin which no one ever thinks about and I love that Lee Bardugo put that in here yeah um, and she has red hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this girl tosses the rope to Nina, and Nina gives it to Leone. Um, and Nina's like, what are these girls doing? Like, women don't serve in the feared and military. Mm-hmm. They don't even fight. They literally, like, don't even have their own opinions, mm-hmm. usually, because the men are like, meh, because it's a patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because the feared and men are Ken. Yeah, in no, the they Mojo really Dojo are. House. They are in Mojo Dojo Casa houses. Oh my gosh, um, Matthias wouldn't have a Mojo Dojo Casa house. No, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Leone set, like lassos the horse and keeps it still, um, and they are able to kind of let the girl who's stuck out of the saddle. Leone kind of mm-hmm. moves the horse out to calm you down, to mm-hmm. calm it down. Um, and uh, they go and help the girl who's like crying. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like uh, boo hooing. Yeah, and 
the girl's like, what are you guys out here? And she's like, Nina tells her, we just saved your friend's life. Stop being a bitch. Basically. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, we, she would have been fine. Nina's like, yeah, right. Um, and then the girl is, is like, uh, you guys just came from this area. Um, you had a, nothing there. You had a view of the factory. And then Nina's like, oh, that's what that was. We had no idea. Mm. That's crazy. Um, and then uh, she realizes that the girl is being kind of defiant because she's scared. Because yep. she's like, you won't tell the well mother that you saw us. And mm-hmm. Nina kind of makes a big show of being like, well, this is not um, what women do. Like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You should know better. She's like, but yeah. it's okay. We'll we'll keep it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's okay. And she looks at Adric and he's like, this time we'll let it go. Because again, mm-hmm. in fear that the men make the decisions. Grow up. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're like, okay, we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, it's kind of like mutually assured destruction. They know if yeah. either of them talk, it's not going to be good. Exactly. Um, and, uh, um, oh my gosh, we're, uh, where are we? Sorry. No, you're um, good. They basically are like, now you guys better get on home. Yeah. And Adric's like, and we better not see you here again. Yeah. Um, and Nina's not quite ready to leave where they are. Mm-hmm. And Adric's like, just don't get in trouble, Nina. And uh, he tells her that that oh, is please. not a request. That is a command. Yeah, because he is technically the commanding officer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, cool. Um, um, but she's like, yeah, obedience hasn't been my thing, especially because it's been a while since I was a soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matthias's voice is like, well, Trassel didn't really like following my orders. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Leonie and Adric are going to take samples, and they're like, mm-hmm. Nina, be back by before dark. And yeah. um, she follows the whispers, and she has to hike, and she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, ugh, I'm tired. Why can't the voices be closer? <laughs> Which, fair. Um, and so she finds this, like, kind of wooded area that has a better view of the reservoir. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, She's like, not, she realizes that there's nothing to like actually see, but she hears the whispers are like screaming in her yeah. head now. Um, and so she uses her powers and kind of reaches out to mm-hmm. touch that like cold water. Yeah. Um, and uh, she does, when she does, she just like hears and sees those voices so clearly. Um, and she wants to completely let go and be swallowed Mm -hmm. by that Mm -hmm. um and then she hears matthias say nina come back Mm -hmm. um and uh he's like don't don't give into it don't give into it and um, kind of comes to like she's like oh my gosh and she realizes that um the factory is is a place where a lot of women and girls have died and that there she's hundreds. where she is there's hundreds and hundreds of people who have been buried and she's surrounded by a grave and that's the end of chapter what a five. cheery end to a, our return episode from yeah. our hiatus jordy thank you for taking all of the of course <laughs> it's it's tough stuff like uh. i know i was emotional reading matthias's death scene in cricket kingdom again but this completely just got me this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's reading it through like the second time again. I don't know. But it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. that hurt a lot. And I am not okay. 
Yeah, it's bad. It's tough. Some got me a little bit. Was that it? I don't know. I might be at Jordy's for a little while longer. <laughs> um, don't know what that sound was. You're fine. Um, anyway, thank y'all for joining us. Um, mm-hmm. Appreciate your patience. Hope y'all enjoyed this. I think you might be able to tell that um, the inebriation wore off a little bit uh, during. Just a little bit, but it was still good. Yeah. So if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, um, you can send us an email at mm-hmm. twomournerspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Two Mourners Pod or follow mm-hmm. us on TikTok at Two Mourners Podcast. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Because that's, that that's the only one that's not pod. Um, and uh, um, we haven't posted content on there recently either, but um, we've been busy. Yeah. If but. y'all looked at my last, our last TikTok, it was an edit of. Uh, Taylor Swift songs of Shadow and Bone characters. They're so good. So I have a list for such the a good crows, um, and I think we'll just do pictures this time. There we go. Um, but I have some. I mean, we have some idea. This is this is a Nikolai heavy book. Um, mm. He's our favorite character in this book. He's incredible. Um, we stand a literal king always. Um, and so we'll we'll probably make some more of that. But yeah. um, thank you guys for listening. And as always, happy, happy heisting. Bye. Bye. Should we do like-